On this episode of Movies Ruined My Life, we continue our look at some of our favorite punk rock documentaries. Alright, so I'm Brandon, and this is the second part in our series on our favorite punk rock documentaries. Now, we've already got one episode out, so if you haven't heard it yet, maybe go back and visit that one, either before or after this. doesn't really matter. They're not really in any particular order. Um, and we have another episode coming this Sunday, and then two more the next two Sundays. So, please come back and join us then. Our panel, our normal panel discussions will also be back as of next Wednesday. Now, this episode, this is a cool one, because we're talking about three movements within punk rock culture that sometimes get overlooked. Sure, everyone talks about the classic first wave of bands that came out in punk rock. Everyone talks about the coming of hardcore and how that scene kind of changed the DIY landscape. But today we're going to talk about three eras, three films that encapsulate eras that are sometimes forgot in the important lineage of punk rock. So today's films are Afropunk, 1994, and The Decline of Western Civilization. You know, I'm usually always the only black person. Usually I'm the only black kid at shows. It's usually I'm the only black person. Yeah, I was like the only black person there. Wow. There's 300 white kids and two black kids. <laughs> You're just like, damn. Yeah, I'm cool. Alright, so first up is Afropunk, James Spooner's 2003 documentary that has arguably started a movement that's morphed into a scene and a festival and so much more. Now let's quickly address the obvious here. You're listening to a suburban-bred white kid from Canada talk about a film that discusses what it's like to be a black kid in America going to punk and hardcore shows. And if you're thinking, this idiot's insights on that feeling is something that I can do without. Well, I agree. Because I don't know that feeling. So watch the film. And let's talk about what I do know. In 2003, punk was mainstream. You turn on your radio or walk into a Hot Topic at your local mall and you can be punk. And don't get me wrong, I don't subscribe to the idea that punk can't be mainstream. It's truly of no consequence to me. Good music is good music. But with mass commercialization of a genre that had always and continues to cling to its DIY roots, being punk can easily morph from being a proclamation into being capitulation. And looking punk can transform from a choice into a uniform. So then here comes this guy named James Spooner saying, wait a second, I'm not like you. I'm an individual. We're all individuals. And we all have a story. And here's mine. Hopefully in the future, like a lot of different things will be you know, black. I just wanted to be, like, accepted and, like, look, I might look different, but I'm still a black guy. We're not limited. We're not limited to anything. I don't feel 
less black because I'm less normal. Now, if punk is a proclamation of your discontent with the ideas of the mainstream, your refusal to conform to the social norm, and your hostility towards the established order, what happens when punk rock, when hardcore, becomes an establishment? When you're the outcast in a group of outcasts, this is a conversation that is more relevant today than ever. Okay, it's we're, here's this punk show. There's like a hundred kids here. Four of them are black. This is kind of strange. Like, how do I, how do I, like, go up to them and talk to them? Because sometimes, man, you'll get the straight, like, just this. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is imprisoned lightning, and her name, mother of exiles, from her beaconed hand glows worldwide welcome her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame keep ancient lands your storied pomp cries she with silent lips give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore send these the homeless tempest tossed to me i lift my land beside the golden door Emma Lazarus's sonnet, The New Colossus, written in 1883, its final passage written on the pedestal at the Statue of Liberty, one of the most famous poems in America, and a very punk rock statement. We are a continent built on the foundation that our pasts do not define our future. So I wonder, 133 years after the composition of this piece, if it's time to stop trying to convince ourselves that we're all just the same, and as James Spooner suggests, to start understanding what makes us all unique and interesting and beautiful people. I don't want a world filled with millions of Brandons, because I know that story. I want to know yours. I believe that that's a conversation worth having. But then again, what do I know? Just watch the fucking movie. Make your own decisions. Now, before we move on, let's talk a little bit about what happened post the release of this film. The message boards of Afropunk's website started filling up with people from around the world connecting and creating a new culture, a culture where they were represented. I read an interview with James Spooner where he talked about how, just like in the scene that he grew up in, the movement that he was watching unfold before his very eyes was just as much about the people in the crowd as the people on the stage. And I love that. This whole phenomenon is something that I've experienced. Here in Ontario, I used to spend hours on Ontario music and the 905 board. I'm sure some of you listening maybe know what I'm talking about. I spent hours talking to people that I didn't know, but that I felt closer to than many in my quote-unquote real life. And as I began to meet these people at shows, in record stores, I felt like I could be myself for the first time. And I thought, hey, maybe I'm not so weird after all. And if I am, who wants to be normal anyway? Very 
Yeah, and one day, punk rock is this cool underground thing that I'm doing and working very hard on and nurturing and developing, and then it just popped. All right, next up is 2009's 1994 documentary narrated by Tony Hawk and a piece that really accentuates the symbiotic relationship between skate and surf culture and punk rock. Now, this film is much more than that because it also talks about those moments where, for the first time in the history of punk rock, bands like Green Day, The Offspring, Bad Religion, Rancid, they're getting played on radio. And how cool that is. All of a sudden, punk rock was on the radio. It's just unheard of when I was growing up. Now, with any good scene, there's also great people behind it. And another thing that I love talking about when I talk about bands from this era are the indie labels. They release some of the best records that the 90s have to offer, and that's pretty cool. When you talk about labels like Fat Rack, when you talk about Epitaph, which is a big one for me, when you talk about Lookout Records, when you talk about... um, Dexter Holland's label, Nitro. There's so much great stuff out there from this era, and the best part is that it's all music that was truly championed by people who actually had their finger on the pulse, not some dusty old AR guy that was looking for the next quick buck. And that's a good feeling. Not to say anything bad about dusty old AR guys. Or girls. So I started Epitaph proper, really, in like 87. And at that time, I signed L7, I signed The Little Kings, and I signed Bad Religion. Brett had uh, Epitaph, Fat Mike had Fat already by the time I decided to start. I never had the means to start one, but I always thought it would be cool. first band I signed was Lagwagon, and then it was Propagandi, No Use for Name, Good Riddance going out. Now, admittedly, I was late to the game in terms of this era of punk rock because this is the era that I grew up in and people that you've heard on the show like Mitchell and Dave who I was playing in a band with at the time were much more in tune with what was going on Mitchell was a skater at the time and and so he was listening to bands like Pennywise and Lagwagon he was listening to No Effects he was listening to Rancid he was listening to Gob up here in Canada and so he was a guide for me into this because he understood how important the connection between skate and surf culture and punk rock really was. But skateboarding was just as much uh, about rebellion and freedom as punk rock music was. So those kind of went hand in hand. And it kind of set the bar for this new level of surfing. And along with it came this punk rock soundtrack which had never been heard when this happened it was a cultural phenomenon so you got kelly slater like ripping a wave to shreds and blasting airs and and you got fast punk rock music behind it and you just looked at it and go wow this is it this is right lastly i just want to quickly mention how interesting i find the community vibe around this film you have bands like pennywise dragging acts like blink out on tour and championing their music and that kind of camaraderie only perpetuates more opportunity for more bands so if there's one thing that i feel that is really important to take away from this documentary it's that 
Only together can a scene truly transcend from basement shows to arenas. That's stupid punk rock. I don't, you know, I just think of it as rock and roll because that's what it is. What do they do? What do they do? Alright, so finally, and many of you knew it was coming, The Decline of Western Civilization. This film serves as both a thoughtful examination of counterculture and as a cautionary tale of sorts, commingling performance footage with interviews with bands and scene contributors, as well as showgoers. And it discusses both the positives and negatives of the punk scene. Society stinks. (laughs) We were trying to change something. The music industry, the way we live, you know, to, to be accepted any way we want to, you know. Now, it's interesting to note, as you're watching particularly the first film in this series, how these people are truly building a scene and also falling apart at the same time. How, how is it that you're always getting hurt? Well, first I did on purpose. Yeah. To keep from being bored. He's come out of shows with huge scrapes and scratches and claw marks all over him and just pouring blood, but it always looks a lot worse than it is. You see band names that you recognize, like Black Flag and Circle Jerks, and you think, this is going to be fucking wicked. But then you realize as you watch the film that... Penelope Spheris is really delivering to you this very thoughtful and heartfelt look at the human condition. And it's this wonderful time capsule piece. Spheris Films presents Fear, Black Flag, Circle Jerks, Germs, and X in... I highly recommend all three films in this series... Part one to many is the quintessential punk rock documentary. It's a series that is definitely worth your time, and I very much hope that you seek these films out. All right, so that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, This has been a lot of fun revisiting some of our favorite punk rock documentaries, and we're going to continue to do so over the next two Sundays. We hope you'll join us. Please get out this week and watch the documentaries we've talked about so far. Uh, Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, whatever your choice podcatcher is, uh, and leave a review, comment, uh, whatever you can do there for us. We love hearing from you. Uh, Send us a message on Twitter. uh, Twitter. Uh, which is uh, at Mermel Podcast, at M-R-M-L Podcast. You can message me on Twitter as well, at NotBrandonFleet. Uh, you can send an email to the show at show at MoviesRoomMyLife.com and visit us at our website, MoviesRoomMyLife.com. Uh, I've run out of energy for advertising-type things, so thanks for hanging out with us. anyone a little bit curious about what's still to come on our list 
Here's a little hint for one of them. There's a motorcycle going by. I'm actually standing outside of the legendary Horseshoe Tavern. But, um... Did you get it? Well, we'll see you Sunday.